Hey to all of our listeners, I just want to say thank you guys. We really appreciate you for listening in. Um, This is episode five. I do want to give you guys a heads up. We had a small editing mistake, so there's kind of like a short blank blip between like minute 20 and 22. Um, So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. But once again, we really appreciate all you guys' support. Thank you and hope you enjoy the episode. Beautiful, beautiful day. We got the same vices. Sun shining. Listen to Bodie James. This is more like, like, you know, I fuck with like Westside Gun, Griselda. I've never heard this, but it's fire. This, uh, you know, Alchemist is the producer. Yeah, this producer. He's one of my favorites. I love, yeah, I love that sound. Just like the, like the East New York fucking gritty sound. Anything I see with him on it, I know it's flames. Got Freddie Gibbs out too. Isn't it? Freddie next shit's about to be hot. Oh, that big yeah, that big boss rabbit shit. That big boss rabbit. It's about to go. Did you hear his verse on a? Was it a? Whose album was he just recently? On? I heard the one on uh, Cordae's. Cordae. Yeah. He was going. Oh yeah. That song is fire. Didn't have Stevie Wonder on it? Yeah, I seen it. I was like, damn, that's crazy. That was nuts. He, yeah. That was a collab. I, yeah, I like, I like all the pretty shit. It, he got, he got a bunch of different like styles. Like how you can get into this kind of style, but then he can get like to the real like traditional, like rapper rapper style. Like he can do the boom bap shit. He can do the fast paced shit. He can do the hood shit. Let's get this shit started. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing just fine. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, so today, y'all know we got to start out with our bottle of the week. This week is going to be wine. I ended up doing some some Chardonnay this week instead of the traditional red. I know everybody know I like dry red, but I can do a little bit of dry white too. So this is a J. Lore. Some Chardonnay. It's from uh, Monterey County, California. We'll go ahead and pop this bottle. Yes, sir. I'm not really uh, experienced in white wine. Well, white dry wine, so this would be a new one for me, really. Pretty excited. A lot of these wines are going to be new to me because wine's not my thing. Nah, let me just give you a warning. <laughs> with this, Especially with this. This shit going to get to you more than you probably think it will. Because it's white? This this just Chardonnay. Uh, maybe it's just me. Chardonnay be having me slapped. That shit look like piss. You gonna feel like piss on them insides too, boy. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Cheers up. So some aromas you gonna get off this boy. You gonna get some like, get a little bit of orange, some hazelnut, nectarine. Then when you taste it, it's gonna be like peach, kind of like a peach honey flavor. Yeah, it smells fire. That's got a real good smell to it. Let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. That's Chardonnay, baby. This shit gonna creep up on you, too. 
Man, wine, I've been sleeping on wine, bro. It's fire. I ain't gonna lie because drink you can't just drink bourbon on like like we just drank it on this past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. Don't wine get, is more like you can kind of it's kind of just chill and drink it like it's like a chill drink. Well, not only that, but like bourbon is too. If you pour like one little glass of bourbon on some ice, don't get me wrong. Like with a beer, you probably but we just put we put down almost like half a little fifth in probably what an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Head was hurting it. <sighs> I was feeling rough that next morning too. Yeah. It was that wasn't Knob Creek's finest. I mean, nine year was like their you gotta think they still aged it nine years, but yeah. they got the twelve year and then they got the fifteen year. The fifteen year, you know what I'm saying? It's kinda harder to get, but you get the quality. So, so like the longer years it is, is it more just like smooth or does it does it affect the alcohol content at all? I think the alcohol content kind of remains consistent. Obviously it can be varied, but <clears throat> they say it just is giving it that ultimate flavor. I think it's a more flavor enhanced, but I think I don't know how to determine the quality of alcohol because my dad's always like, you drink that good shit, you won't get a headache in the morning. That's cap because that good shit that he had us drinking had me, that had you feeling rough yeah, too. We both, we both drinking that shit. Yeah, bro. That's why I like, like the wines, like especially like like with being, like having landing a little badass running around here, bro. Like I need something to where I could be coherent to tell him to cut it the fuck out. And I think that's where the wine's about to start. I'm going to mess with wine a lot this year, um, especially like when summer hits, nice like summer nights when I'm outside grilling or just chilling with the fam. That wine drunk make you feel sexy, too. Holy shit. <laughs> I might put on my best shirt. Get you get you a little silk shirt, get freaky. And then, <laughs> by the way, say, okay, so, so we're going we're gonna to do a shout out to our Patreon subscribers and... Then I'm gonna say what I'm going, what I was about to say about one of our Patreon subscribers that I wanna, I wanna say something to personally. Number one, our first Patreon subscriber, my dude Mel Schwartz. Uh, I met Mel through my kid's mom's family. He was dating one of her cousins, and me and him just been cool. Um, I can't really say what else he does, <laughs> but me, you know, he he helps me out to procure certain items. That's around dope. the city that's, that's my dog he was the only person that made it bearable to be at them stupid ass holidays but that's my homie appreciate um, the subscribe my man patreon subscriber number two you know him Ian Hurtenstein oh yeah appreciate the love Ian Ian been Real solid talk. since we was in high school I met Ian when I was like a freshman he was always super nice to me one of the upperclassmen he wasn't an asshole to me like the rest of them yeah I've known Ian for a long time shout out to you Ian um our third subscriber my cousin Chip Clark, my older cousin, one of the most solid people I ever met in my life, gave me some of my best advice. He just, just a super solid dude, super cool dude, amazing singer, and guitarist. Dude is just like a musical, just a musical beast. Like, need to get him on here, get some tips and tricks. Absolutely, I would love to have him on. Hey, cuz, you hear this, come down to Indianapolis, chill with us, and just chop it up. <clears throat> um, our fourth subscriber... You don't know him. Uh, I met him through the army, actually. My man Zach Serp. He is like he worked for Google. He live in a. Uh, I think he lives in Seattle now. Smart oh, cool. as fuck. Dude is dude is a genius. Like he's that's me and him used to uh used to hide from doing our army duties and just sit around and chop it up and talk about shit. He would, he would like be explaining AI and fucking and uh, programming and shit to me. Shit that I don't know nothing about, but he's just a super interesting dude. Super cool dude. He came he came with me to the uh, the Black Lives Matter marches and everything. That's oh, my that's dog. Oh, that's lit. One of the most solid people I ever met. He one of, 
He one of the people I met through the army that like I'm going forever to talk to. So shout out to you, Zach. Yeah, thanks, Zach. And then the fifth Patriot scriber, you dirty bastard, <laughs> my man's ball, <laughs> you raggedy Bo. bastard. Hey, matter of fact, the day I know y'all gonna be hearing this a different day, but before I get to what I'm about to say, uh, my dog just had a has had a son. Ah, uh, congrats, congrats to, you, to my Bo, man. congrats Big to ups. Jennifer. Congrats, you too. My nephew, Brixton. Shout drink, out to y'all. Take a drink the, for yeah, that. We, take a sip from my dog. Take Big a sip, sip from my nephew. I love hearing that. Love. Mm. By the time y'all hear this, it's going to be a little bit later, but <clears throat> I'm excited for my dog to go on that journey. I know he's going to be a great father. But what I was going to say earlier, this raggedy bastard, starts, he, he says that I only started drinking wine to get girls to like me. <laughs> it doesn't look interesting. I hate Bo. I hate But then he spun off and said, then he made a whole brand about it. Facts. But still, fuck you. You was making fun of me when I first started drinking wine, you ass wipe. <laughs> hey. After hearing that list of Patreon subscribers, uh, it sounds like any of my friends out there that haven't subscribed, y'all fucking suck, <laughs> first of all, because uh, it sounds like Paul has actual friends who support him in his dreams, but <laughs> all my friends just shit on me. Shout out to all my people. I love y'all. Yeah, Thank y'all. Thank y'all for the support. I'm going to have to uh, subscribe my damn self. Fuck. Start putting the names of your friends on there to <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have like six accounts. So like, yeah, bro, my, my friends signed up too. All my dogs been signing up too. I will give shout outs to my people, though, that's listening uh, that did buy the merch. Uh, some of y'all definitely copped some of the merch on that first release day. That's love. We appreciate y'all. And some of some of my people did cop some merch, so I'll give y'all a little bit of. Yeah, and then um, I think for this next episode, wherever you listen, I'm gonna post the post the website for our merch and our Patreon in the link or in the description. So please go to yeah. go to our Patreon under scholarships. Subscribe if you fuck with us. You get episodes early. We uh do do some Q and A's, a lot of other dope shit on the Patreon. And then if you really want to get something tangible from us, hit our merch shop. You can find it on any of our socials, our link tree. Like I said, I'm gonna post it in the description as well, so y'all can see. Y'all can go look and pick something out. We got a bunch of different options, but. Y'all can either get the apron for when y'all grilling this summer, or you can get your baby a little, you know, beanie. (laughs) If you wanted to have a little scholarships beanie, I threw that on there because I thought it was funny. Yeah, we're trying to raise them up young. That's how you get it. Yeah, I mean, I think a baby with a little bottle on his hat would be funny to the bitch. And he'd be out there chilling. That's how you you start them off young. You get an audience for the rest of your life. Facts, facts. What you want to get into first today, dog? All right. We're going to kick this thing off talking about the school system and how... uh, you know how the school system tries to basically interact with our children and uh, provoke them to think a certain way. Not all teachers are this way, but we wanted to kind of kick this topic off, and I'm gonna let Paul run with it from the jump. Go ahead, my my boy. So I wanted to talk about this kind of just like <clears throat> as an overall institution. Like I saw somebody talking about, and I pay attention to it because I got a younger kid. He about to start going to kindergarten and all this other stuff. And like I think it's just a lot of stuff that we kind of. It's just part of our society that we take. Like, you're supposed to raise your hand to ask for something. You're supposed to sit down. You're supposed to take tests by yourself and not collaborate with other people. You're supposed to they, – they really just try, like, try to put people in boxes. Like, as as I'm sure you know, getting older, like, we know some people that aren't great at math. Me, particularly. I'm not um, – I hate math. Math makes my balls hurt. So, like, I'm going to feel like I'm stupid in a math class. Fuck with my confidence, make me feel like I'm not smart, make me feel like I'm not worth shit. But, like, people have different skills. And I feel like a lot of our school system is really geared towards putting people in a box. And not even to sound like 
like lame or cliche or nothing like that. But I really do. The older I get, I really do look at it like, okay, our school system was designed to create employees and not entrepreneurs or owners or nothing like that because, <clears throat> excuse me, it doesn't take into account like, it doesn't take into account creative problem solving. You know what I mean? Like you take a test, this is the answer. There's no other answer. You're supposed to take it by yourself. Y'all can't help each other in a test. But in real life, like when you're creating a business, it's just like, like when you think like, well, what are we doing? Like you have strengths that I defer to you on because I know I'm not strong at them and we work together. Like, I feel like that's how most successful things, especially businesses work. But if you're trying to create people that just fall in line and create employees and people that listen to orders, like school is wild. I realized school was a scam and was wild when motherfuckers was getting mad at me for just getting up and going to the bathroom. Like somebody, I seen somebody tweet the other day. I knew this, I knew uh, our nation was in trouble when parents started telling their kids to go to the bathroom, even if their teacher says no. If my te- if my son's teacher ever tells him that he can't go to the bathroom, I'm telling him to tell her to eat a dick and go. What the fuck does? Uh, especially like young kids, you about to sit here and make a young kid hold their bladder? I, I mean, I've had that happen to me, um, which is wild. In second grade, I, you know, I was a little problem child, but. My teacher, I had done something wrong, and she was like, you need to go stand in the corner. I'm at IPS School 21 at the time, and I'm standing in the corner, and I'm like, you know, Mrs. whatever her name is, I need to go to the bathroom. She's like, no, you're in trouble. So I hold it for about 30 more minutes. I need to go to the bathroom. No, you're in trouble. You, you're not allowed to go. Well, long story short, like an hour had went by. I ended up pissing on myself because I needed to go to the bathroom. I mean, it was like right after lunch. I had just smashed two milks. You feel me? Back when milks was a thing. Uh, <laughs> two milks. Two little milks. So, but what's fucked up is, you know, I, <clears throat> so now I'm embarrassed by the class. I'm already standing in the corner. And I get it. Like, she was more on that old school shit. But, like, how do you deny a child to go to the restroom as an adult? So, this goes back to even when I'm in second grade, which would have been what, in the mid 90s. So I can't, I mean, I would hope that, are teachers still doing this, like, now? I, I thought that shit was, like, that old school vibe. I'm I'm wondering if it, because it's, it's just, like, a wild concept to me, personally. Like, I mean. My mom snapped on that. So I got home and told her, and that teacher treated me like gold the whole rest of the year. Because I know my mom was livid. I believe it. I believe that. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever had any problems, like, with just, but then again, I was always the kid to where, like, I was going to do it, <laughs> like, no matter what. Like I, My mom told me that. She's like, why didn't you just go? And obviously, I'm like, well, she's telling me I couldn't go. You know, I'm, what, seven? I'm like, she's telling me I can't. So, like, I didn't want to be even more disrespectful than I guess I had already been. I was a little dickhead. Even, that's what I like, like, as I'm getting older, a quality of myself that I appreciated that people try to, like, kind of shame me for younger is I was like, I always looked at life like, okay, I'm 12, 13. Mind you, I'm not excusing any of myself, any of my actions, because I was a complete asshole. But I'm like, why the fuck? Okay, you're an adult. And I used to say this when I was like 12, 13. I'm like, <clears throat> you could be a murderer, a rapist, a child molester. You'd be a completely terrible person, but I'm just supposed to show you respect because you're 30. Fuck you. Like, I, was, I, I felt like this when I was 12. Like, I genuinely felt like this. I'm like, I don't know you. You're not... Gr- <laughs> Take this with a grain of salt, because I was 99% of the time being disrespectful. <laughs> but I'm like, 
if you're not respecting me, why the fuck I gotta respect you at whatever whatever age I'm at? And I know that can get a little muddy and dicey with certain. That's kids, the wisdom of you, though. Most twelve year old kids, you know, they don't think that deep that yeah. th- that far yet. I was really rebellious, like as, as yeah. a young kid. I, but that's that gave me a lot of thoughts. Like I like even I just been introspective since I was a kid. Like I'll be sitting there thinking, like, why the fuck this shit is stupid. Back to your point, though, man, with them uh, trying to make our kids, you know, more more coached up to be, you know, like you said, you can't take a test with, you know, you take your test by yourself, you study by yourself. It's more like this whole being an employee instead of being an entrepreneur. And I like to give a shout out to Dr. Umar um, for the simple fact that he did try to, I I don't know if he did or he is. Opening a school? Yeah, he was opening a school to teach agriculture, skilled trades, and it was really, really focused on like kids strength so he was trying to let kids actually find their strengths if they were good at science good at math and they were he was letting them sharpen their own skill set at a young age so that way by the time they got to 21 years old they were you know they were prominent in whatever they wanted to do you know we go to school we learn about crack this book and read about beethoven i mean i in my profession now some professions might be different but nine times out of ten english literature probably won't help me much throughout my lifetime i loved english literature now which is fine it's a great thing to study but bitch teach me how to file taxes that's a fact teach me how to motherfucking file for a biz, uh, llc that i mean and i know that schools offer these classes but i think this should be drilled into children at even a young age you know when you're in fourth fifth grade they should be having you back in the day i mean filling out checks or writing checks and but the documentation portion of life, a lot of people, I think, get hiccuped on. Um, teach kids about interest rates on loans. Teach kids about investments. Teach kids about stocks. Teach kids about even, you know, simple day trading. At a young age, they offer these classes as electives in high school. But nine times out of ten, a kid's like, fuck that. I'd rather go take art and make a clay pot. Like, I mean, some kids may not. I took a finance class in high school and I learned about, you know, balancing budgets and et cetera, because I thought it was interesting. But I think it could be better rounded if all children were kind of at a young age shown these skill sets. Um, like I said, there's people out here right now that graduate high school and could not tell you what an interest rate is. That's nope. a problem. Yeah, the only financial classes I took in high school was going to my brother's uh, alleged drug dealer friend's houses in the trap and watching them uh, do some finances there. Which is street credibility and knowledge, which is handy, but... It's not the same. <laughs> it's definitely not the same. Yeah. It's not in capitalistic America. It's not going to get you far. Which, why, like... And so, I know there are different scenarios. Like, I don't know if you uh, listen to a lot of uh, Derek Grace. You know who Derek Grace is? I haven't listened to him. He's, he's like a real big... He's a big. Have you ever seen the videos of the dude that has it? He's black. He got all the tattoos on his face. That's teaching his kids how to yeah, like how to properly unlock. use guns. That's Derek Grace. So that he has dope. like his own um, like uh, instructional kind of courses and all that stuff. He's real big on. He's he's a millionaire. He's rich, but like good for him having like your own teaching your own kids instead of like the school system. And I know some people like the richer people homeschooling and stuff like that is an option. But for like everyday people. To where that's not really a viable option a lot of times. I think an important step to take is just being more present, like, as a parent. Like, you got to go, like, 
if my kid come up, I, I, I know going through the school system and being aware that like there's certain things that my child is going to be taught. But like also I'm going to make a emphasis to teach him other shit when he gets home. You know what awesome. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think, yeah, like I was saying, like, I just think that that's, it's everything that he just said is super important just to be, like, you can't just send your kids to school and just be like, all right, just let other people teach them whatever. It's like, I understand that's a requirement of everyday people. Like, you can't just not send your kids to school, but, like, you can you can interject in a lot of different places. Like, and I'm not even saying, like, school teaches, like, all bad shit because they teach some crucial shit or some shit that might spark interest in a child to make them look for more stuff but i feel like for a lot of kids they can just like beat the creativity out of them like for me it was like and and thankful for my personality type like i was i was rebellious in a lot of ways so like it was beating the creativity out of me so i was like once i got a car and got of age i'm like <laughs> I'll just come to school high, or I'll just get kicked out. Like, I'll go home. Like, I will do whatever I have to do to get kicked out of this motherfucker. I'm not doing homework. I'm not listening to nobody. I'm fighting. Like, niggas is either going to send me home, or I'm going to be high. Like, y'all choose. Or I'm, and then when I got my car, or I'm just not going to go. Like, I'm just not, I'm just going to skip. I think my senior year, I missed, like, 53 days of school. Yeah, bro. At, so, I was, because I, I had just got my car, and, like, my mom would leave for work early. And I, I would be blowed every time. Like, from, from sophomore year on, when I went to school, I was blowed. Wake up early, smoke, take a shower, get on the bus. I wouldn't even take a shower. I would smoke on the bus stop. Oh, damn. You was yeah, in front of the other kids. You was being a nigga, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to Lawrence. Though. See, I was still being respectful. Like, I'd get yeah. up and smoke, get high, go home, take a shower, then go. 
Then I'd be just zooted. But for anybody that knew the household of people that I was living in, I saw a lot of disrespect. So <laughs> I got a ma- I got a master class in disrespect. <laughs> for, for he said I was smoking on the bus stop. Uh, yeah, with the other kids, motherfuckers looking at me crazy. I was Passing the jail room. No, nah, it was just me. It was like, and then they would either kick me out, send me home. But then when I when I got my car, I would wait for I would I would leave, and then my, I would go around the corner, sit in my car, smoke. Remember when my mom left? Now just go back home and go to sleep. I got caught up one day because the principal, my mom came to pick me up for something, take me like my car was fucked up. She took me to a dentist appointment or something. And we was leaving, and then the principal was like, "Did you know that your son has missed like fifty something days of school?" And my mom was like, "She beat my ass," but I was mad as fuck. She fucked my whole shit up. He said, "Oops." But Lawrence didn't have like truancy laws. Ah, uh, which is cool because so, you you get a phone call on Franklin Township if you miss like two days in a row or something. Yeah, and I had like I kept my grades to like D's, just low enough in classes to where because I wasn't stupid. It like, was I, but I would, I would just, I would keep them low enough. I remember, I never forget my English teacher got mad as fucking me because I came in to take the finals. She's like, "You're not gonna pass any of your classes. You're never here." All this other shit. I was like, yeah, "All right, I got a 96 <laughs> on my final." She was like, and then she was shitty because I passed with like a C. I did it in all my classes, and I graduated. Suck my dick. <laughs> like, what he you said, talking? I found the easy way out of this. Yeah, I found. A, I, but like, that's. But some kids aren't like some kids follow rules. Like, I remember all them square-ass niggas that was in school that was doing Me AP classes. Me pissing on myself. AP. <laughs> <laughs> doing AP classes, doing all those other, like, dual credit classes. Like, nigga, I'm smoking dope. <laughs> like, fuck y'all. Like, what are you talking about? But, like, some kid, and then, like, that should have drive some kids crazy. That make some kids anxious. Like, they they think all of, Once they told me that they, like, in middle school, I think it was middle school or elementary school, and they told me that they, that uh, no child left behind shit, I was like, oh, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I was like, they can't hold me back? Like, I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing a goddamn thing here. I didn't do homework for like three years. At none? Nah, but see, then I got caught up because me and Aaron used to get in trouble and go to ISS. Shout out my boy Aaron McGee, or AMG. I'm never calling you that, nigga, so get over it. <laughs> they We used to get in trouble, and then they put me in ISS one time. And they're like, you're not leaving until you do all your homework this past due. And then they put the bro. When I tell you they gave me like a two-inch thick stack of schoolwork and homework, I thought they was bullshit. And the first week, I didn't do nothing. And I was like, damn, they for real. <laughs> he said they not playing. I was in ISS for a month. It really be chilling there, though. No, nah, it was it But was it terrible. be like prison. It was like solitary confinement. I went crazy. He I said, did. He said, I lost my mind in school jail. Yeah, bro, because I, I couldn't act the ass with all my other friends, all that other shit. But, like, basically, I mean. <clears throat> the I day know. goes by so slow. So slow. You just got to pay attention to. This is another parenting tip. You got to pay attention to the type of person that your child is. Like. Yeah. Some of these kids, you need to take extra time with them when they come home and like that's give the them biggest a thing. Wash, the know? attention you're nailing it because a lot of some kids, man, they go to school and it's nothing. They float on by, get straight A's, and I think it's an attention basis though, man. But another funny thing I was gonna ask you is, uh, you remember when your brothers took your creativity from you and you tried to be a rapper? Man, fuck Johnny and Julian. I was bro because I was obsessed with Kanye when I was a kid. Like that was the first the first album I ever listened to was the College Dropout. I want to be a producer and a rapper so bad because Kanye was my hero. And like, and my uncle also fuck my uncle on my dad's side. The nigga's a bitch. Um, <clears throat> not for this reason, but he's a bitch for other reasons. I'm sure I'll tell that story one day. He um. He told me, I forget who funeral we, I never seen my, I never was around my dad's side of the family like that, but he told me one time he was going to give me a beat machine, because he, they, they live in Atlanta, and they make music. My cousin used to write songs for Usher. Oh, cool. So, he wrote songs for Usher, he wrote songs for Miguel, them niggas is all bitches. Either way, <laughs> um, I wrote a rap, 
And I, I was I was excited. I went to go Johnny. I showed Johnny my big brother. I showed him. He's like, man, this shit trash, bro. Kill my dreams. Fuck you, Johnny. I just want you to know that. But like, people can kill your creativity. That's why I'm super cognizant of like what people say to Landon. Like, I will I will go off on somebody if they say certain shit to Landon because I know how. And he takes like he takes some shit to heart. Like I can tell. And I'm like, that shit will piss me off because I'm not about to let nobody kill my kid creativity. I tell the nigga he can do whatever he want all the time. Yeah, I think we kind of touched on that on the first one where we were talking about, you know, let your kid just kind of be free. And like you said, if you start dawning over your kid and or you they try to draw something and you're like, eh, you could have done better or this and that, you're really trying to, like, basically limit your child's creativity. Mm-hmm. Because who knows? I mean, let them – art, like we talked about music last on the last episode, you know, art can be whatever the mind – that person is really the only person that needs to enjoy that piece of art. Now, if other people fuck with it, that's great and dandy. But a person to me that is designing either music or a painting or et cetera, they're doing that for themselves. As you've told me before, when you paint, you're releasing emotion. You're releasing your feelings. You're not sitting there painting a picture to hope this next person enjoys it. You're doing it to let yourself be free. So I try to take art and you've woke me on that. Like I I used to be real critiqueful about art. And now I'm like, damn, I look at art different when I put that into perspective. I said, well, this wasn't designed for me. I have to all, all I might try to sit and think, damn, what was this artist going through instead of me just energy, you know, automatically being like that shit sucks. Now I try to really sit and like imagine. I mean, some shit just does suck, though. But yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah. And other people, just like we said about music, may think it's fire. I mean, everybody's brain, left hemisphere, right hemisphere. You could be two different, two different brain people and think two different things are great and you know, but it goes back to like he said, just the kid part, man. Like you said, you you going off on somebody if they try to tell your kids something like that. Because kids, like especially at that age, you so raw emotionally, and especially like from your parents, it's like your parents can really hurt the fuck out of your feelings on some shit. And I'm like, I'm super careful with what I say to them because I'm like, I don't. I wish I could have had a dad like you. Not no disrespect to my pops because he was solid, but like my mom, bro, she would just thrash. Yeah. My mom was just crit. <sighs> Yeah. Burn. My my mom wasn't really... It, my mom was a little bit in a different way. It was more, like, subtle. Like, a lot of... I don't want to diss my mom. <laughs> a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I started in on that, and I was like, well, I don't know how to, like, put this into a good way, but... Yeah, I'm going to stray away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to just go past this. Uh... <laughs> but, like, as far as, like, Landon, it's just, like... Because, like, especially, like, at that young age, like, a kid, like, like with Milani, like, they be so excited when they show you something. Bro, she wants to show me everything, everything. she draws at school every day. Because they, they love. They think it's the shit. And, and then your opinion is, like, the world to them at that age. Which shows you, even at three years old, you do take other people's opinions to heart. Yeah. Even at three, my daughter is showing me her little finger paintings. And she's mm-hmm. like, Daddy, you like it? Mm-hmm. And I try. I'm that's beautiful, baby. You did a great job. And I'm over there like, damn, baby. Uh, we're gonna have to get you in a little different art class. <laughs> but then, like, I like like, and that I, th- I think there's a time for that type of stuff too. Like when they start getting a little bit older. Constructive bit, criticism yeah. at the right times. It's just people not like. I feel like a lot of people don't have fucking tact or like know when it's time to say certain stuff and when it's time to like. It's not even like lying. It's Remember like, you said there's like a pandemic right now. People not wanting to shut the fuck it up. It is a pandemic and people not knowing how to shut the fuck up. It's like everybody. That's the thing I hate. 
us as a human society, we were never made to know what everybody thinks. Like, think about it. We were made to know, like, the people in our tribe, the people that were locally accessible to us within a certain... Like, I don't... Why the fuck do I know what a nigga in, in Sri Lanka thinks? Like, nigga, I don't... I, don't, I would never yeah. meet you. But then everybody... And then it gives a platform for everybody to have an opinion, which is fine. But realistically speaking, some of y'all opinions are stupid. Like every, but then like people have a have five thousand retweets. Niggas will say some dumb shit and be like, like, oh, uh, if you don't fuck with me, stay away from me. Like nigga, duh. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> Niggas be saying dumb shit, getting ten thousand retweets, but it, and it's just but like there's ten thousand dumb motherfuckers behind them. And that's what I'm saying. That's in the past two years, I've learned how many stupid people there are in the world, and I'm I really be driving. I'm thinking. It's a lot of dumb niggas just driving vehicles. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah, that's why I sold my motorcycle, no cap. <laughs> it's a lot of dumb I was like, uh, me being on an unprotected, like, literally riding around the city on an unprotected vehicle is the absolute worst thing you can do. Bro, just the other day, I, from, ten, from 16th Street, coming back from downtown, from Indiana Ave to my crib, it, this bitch almost hit me, and she ran three red lights Yeah, to my, <laughs> to my neighborhood. It's only four of them. <laughs> she ran all but one of them bitches. Just flying. Just ran through them. It yeah. almost hit me, like five other people going through incoming traffic. Like, niggas are stupid. Bro, I was sitting at a dead stop. Uh, I had just worked like a 12-hour shift on a Friday, headed home, couldn't wait to get home. I'm sitting there texting Emily about dinner. Boom. Dude hits me. You know, I'm sitting at a light ready to, you know, just waiting to go through. I get smashed by a dude going like 30 in a truck. Buddy backs up and drives off like it never happened. Luckily, I got his information. Find out this dude was like a five-time DUI. He's an old white dude. Had had like five DUIs. He's on like a restricted license, blah, blah, blah. This motherfucker called in like two days later to the police and said his truck was stolen. So the insurance... Bro, when I tell you... That's smart. Hey, yeah, he was smart. But when I tell you, I have have people uh, that I know that get me raw information. Buddy, you are very lucky that that uh, insurance company covered your your uh mistakes i was gonna wipe buddy down <laughs> i ain't gonna flex because nigga you hit me not knowing if i'm even okay have you ever been hit while you was parked i was damn near parked yeah you stopped that's the same thing Motherfucker, i'm sitting at a dead stop get smashed i could have had a child in the back there was to me i was more pit the money wasn't the problem it was what if i would have had a young child in my back seat or whatever the case may have been man paul we talked about this <laughs> i don't know why people was calling me so look, I thought I had my shit on silent. Either it way. was the raw fact of this man hit somebody, and just the you had the 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 fact of the matter that you just cut out, bro. What if my neck was snapped? But I get it. You was trying to get away from the boys. He's probably lit. Fuck that dude though, man. Facts. It's some shitty people that exist. But then I sold my motorcycle shortly after because if I would have been on my motorcycle in that same scenario, and, and I, oh, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Or I, I would have been in a wheelchair like Drake on Degrassi. <laughs> Shout out to Drake and the hot sauce. <laughs> that boy is slick for that hot sauce. I'm about to start. Well, I'm not rich enough to pull that. People don't really want my jizz. <laughs> <laughs> don't a bitch don't a bitch want a want a sarcastic uh part-time comedian's jizz the the backstory on this drake hot sauce shit is that he nutted in a condom threw it in the trash and a bitch tried to go in the bathroom and put it in her pussy in the hot sauce like he said it 
I don't believe the story. I think I it's all either. bullshit because anybody with common sense would just flush a condom down the toilet. But that is funny. But it is hilarious. And there's a picture of Drake with this little red bag on his. <laughs> so they said that's where he keep his hot sauce. <laughs> and also, from all the other people that was online talking about that shit, talking about I do the same thing. Nigga, you work at Meyer. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody you, wants listen, your nut, Listen, buddy. you don't need to put hot sauce in your condom. You can put that. You can lay that motherfucker out on a dresser if you want to. <laughs> Nobody's putting that inside of them. What's funny is motherfuckers is now taking pictures like buying condoms with a bottle of Tabasco. Talk about <laughs> it's all tonight. Listen, bro, I couldn't pay a bitch to put my jizz. <laughs> She's like, I want none of these problems. I got one kid. I got baby. No, I don't really got baby. Imagine no being so stupid, bro. You nut in a condom. You go in the bathroom. Open a pack of Piccolo Pete hot sauce. Pour it in there. Tie it. You say Piccolo Pete? You mean Pistol Pete? I don't think either one of them is hot sauces. But listen, you get the fucking point. Piccolo Pete. Like, how dumb. You would have to be a stupid ass motherfucker to do some shit like that. But like, I will say this. This is probably why I'm not rich and famous. Because if I was, that's some shit I would do just to be funny. Well, I I knew the story was bullshit when it said the chick... When she talked about his beat, she was like, it was seven inches, firm, he was <laughs> cocky. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Uncomfortable shit. What if he had a heart cut in his pubes? That'd be... I might do that. I'm gonna do that tonight. I want to do the Adidas stripes on my shit. <laughs> don't do Hard. That. Like Please that little that. triangle. <laughs> nigga, you gonna look like you got Parkinson's. <laughs> This nigga, your hand not steady when you cutting your pubes. Any motherfucker that put a design in his pubes, a right man. You're a sick nigga. Yeah, Any nigga that puts a design just... in his pubic hair is sick. I have tried to get my shit to fade once because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it. Wait, a, hold on, wait, I gave wait, it a season. Wait, 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 wait. Fuck these other topics. What you trying to give your pubes a fade? Yeah, like, like where it was bald, bald and then it went to hair. <laughs> You a sick nigga. What? Hey, man. Hold on, hold on. I started with a zero, went to a two. You was doing that. <laughs> My nigga thought he was in barber school with his dick. Hey, I had to practice. I'm s- <laughs> That's nasty, bro. How much time did that take you? About 15 minutes. Using the bathroom? <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. In there going to work. <laughs> That's hey, that shit turned out kind of hard. I can see doing like a mohawk or some like easy nah, shit. Nah, I faded my shit. But like trying to, give you, trying to give you a ball something <laughs> is a wild concept, bro. I just want you to know that. Let's just say I cut it all off at the end, but I was practicing because I was trying to learn how to fade hair. So I always take it every chance I got to learn. <laughs> so, you, so you decided to do your nuts? I was like, fuck it. This hair, I'm that trying to learn. That's smart because nobody going to see it. So and I guess that, you pra- that's a yeah, good practice. I mean, I was, see, you over here trying to. I'm walking. It's why funny. are you killing my dreams? Because <laughs> I gotta, I had to walk myself through it. Initially, it was funny, but now I'm kind of, now I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> I should have gave my shit that Louisiana haircut, where it's like a fade, and then it got the long. You know about the, the shit niggas in, in Dallas do when they get a <laughs> the the nigga the when they the got like the fro in the back, and then they got the. I want to be the first. May, I'm probably not the first to say this, but that haircut is god awful. Oh no, y'all say that every time somebody remind me of it. It is horrible. Whoever thought of that. Don't like stop it. If I was white though, I would get a mullet. The mullet is a you different gotta get situation. Hair for a mullet. You should no, get a mullet. I'm going to look dirty. Would, but it would look funny. I will never get a car loan or any of that <laughs> shit with that. <laughs> Fuck that. That would that would be fire. A mullet? I would yeah, say that, you could get braids, but your hair won't grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh <laughs> Paul would have fight over that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah. My my hair only grow to a certain point, but it's okay. I'm not bald yet. My hair just stopped growing. I mean, it just be like yeah. But as long as your shit be popping off, but look, I feel like we didn't drink this bottle faster than we drank the other ones. 
it's going down extra smooth. I told you we gotta start buying too, bro. Sadly yeah, enough, yeah, we drink this wine like it's just. I, I mean, forgot. Cause that the bur- fire. the bourbon though is dangerous. Yeah, that shit's rough. It's what a, super rough. Oh, another good topic that we wanted to get into was this this Congress stock trading shit. Once again, by well maybe not by now. Any new listeners, just a heads up. I hate anybody that's a politician. I don't care if you Democrat, Republican, white, black, purple, herpes, no herpes. I don't like you. If you're a Republican, I want you to get hit by a bus. Say the rest. If you're a Democrat. No, if you're any type of Republican, oh. I want you to get hit by a bus. But what about Democrats? I want all of them to get hit by buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just stopped the Republicans. And it's like kind of I harsh. said Democrat first. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I hate all of them. Yeah, this nigga Austin want Austin want to make I sure I shit on Republicans. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Hold on, shit on Democrats. So we're both in the union, as we've said before. So the union's obviously super democratic, mm-hmm. um, which is shocking because the I feel like the individual people are more Republican. Individuals are generally Republican, but the but the organization is, and it's, it's all weird. about funding. It's weird. It's yeah, all yeah. about funding. It's all about who's pushing the union agenda. Which capitalism isn't a fan of unionism. Which you have places like Walmart, Amazon. You literally have classes when you get employed at these places that teach you not to unionize, which is sick. You must, I mean, which is fucked up, man. If any of y'all are working at a place, if you can, nah, because I ain't trying to get nobody fired. We got new tables. These tables is nice. I'm going to put my boots up, my cowboy boots on this motherfucker. This motherfucker got on some stomp the yard uh, (laughs) leather fucking boots. I, his. When I first walked in, I didn't understand what was going. I almost left. <laughs> These motherfuckers is comfortable, bro. Them look like you gonna be on a penny. <laughs> These motherfuckers look like they belong to Mister Pointer. <laughs> yeah, like the peanut dude. Yeah, bro, I look like I'm about to tap, ta- I'm about to tap dance and make some folk music in these bitches. These motherfuckers is comfortable though. They do look nice, but like I don't. Like they even got the zip. The shoestrings is just a. <laughs> they just an illusion. <laughs> That side zip is like for the side hoes when they get to the, you know, when they got to take a little, yeah, for the side hoes that be in and out. Paul, are you a side hoe? I'm a side hoe like a motherfucker. I will gladly be. Any ladies out there that's listening right now, I just want to know. I'm taking side nigga applications just as long as I don't have to text you back and as long as your nigga don't got guns. I mean. He said I got two uh, qualifications to meet. So, all right, we're going to spin back. What Paul was trying to get into and it kind of goes back to the pharmaceutical bullshit. These Congress members are literally making millions of dollars off the stock market, which is bullshit because they obviously have inside information and they know when the market's going to go up, down, whatever the case might be. So, uh, special shout out to Nancy Pelosi, who they said, who recently defended Cong- congressional stock trading by arguing the United States is a free economy, free market economy. Bitch. Man, what? <laughs> they said, uh, continues to lead the field in options trading, having bought 12.75 million worth of options contracts in 2021, which an Jesus option. Christ. And the thing about an option, uh, I'm not a huge stock trader, but I do understand it to a point. Options are where you're basically buying shit that you're not putting your own money on. So you're basically gambling. You can gamble with stocks. So when they say a stock option, you're buying it at a certain price and have to sell it by a certain date. So like, say today is the 15th and I say, Google, you can bet it's gonna go up or down. 
So I can say, I bet by July, this shit's going to be at this price. It's going to go up. I can lock in. They'll lock in on a stock option, not even put their own bread up and win, which is completely bullshit if you're a congress member because you have inside source information. So it's almost a fucking sure thing. And you can move the needle to a degree. Well, what there's what they're doing is essentially a stock option is they put up none of their own money and make money, which anybody can do. But when you have inside information on all this shit, what better fuck if if I know in six months Google's gonna go to fucking shit and I do a stock call or a stock option and say, okay, I know Google's gonna drop a hundred dollars per share, and ju- you can you can call that and say, I know Google's gonna drop and make bread off of that. It's weird, you know. I'm not a professional at stock options, but anybody out there listening, these motherfuckers are straight crooks, left, right, center, crook. Pharmaceutical companies, crooks. They're all in bed together, rolling around in cash, and us as people need to fucking stop it. We need to stop voting for these motherfuckers, and we need to all come to a halt and say, until you motherfuckers are going to represent us correctly, none of you are going to get our votes. But right now, we're all fucking battling left, you know, uh, liberal versus conservative and gun rights and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, all that shit definitely matters. But these people are getting rich off of us and eating off of us, and we're just over here arguing about fucking bathrooms. We're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Should midgets have their own bathrooms? I hate midgets. But that's you think this episode up. will get taken down if I say that? Yes. Mid- I like midgets. <laughs> Did you what? ever watch uh, the original Wizard of Oz and like... I, I guess the, the midgets were all like on set. Monkeys, they were all fucking. Monkeys? No, like the oh. little midgets that was like, they uh-huh. said they would all be like in the hotels fucking and That's one lit. of them hung themselves. And like, there's a lot of backstory. Wait, on the, the original Wizard of Oz is sick. How you hang yourself with a midget? Like, and you a midget? You just jump I guess he hung himself on the set too. Look it up one day. It kind of, it, I feel like it'd be easy to hang yourself because I feel like if you a midget, you can hang yourself from like, I a guess shower rod. Midgets are hella horny. I don't know if if this is factual information or not. I just ran with that because I heard they was fucking fucking. Like a bunch of midgets having orgies. On the set of Wizard of Oz, they had a hundred midgets or dwarfs because there's a whole scene with all of them marching and dancing when they get to the yellow brick road. <laughs> I, I just, see this yeah, 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 like my movements is lit. He looked so, look like the, uh, the, the fucking uh, midgets off the Willy Wonka factory. They, was they damn near like them. Yeah. But this was before, you know, but they said these midgets was having midget orgies. Like they would catch like 20 midgets fucking. That's weird. They was mad horny. Six midgets is a threesome? Yes, <laughs> but you know how like this whole bathroom shit. Yeah, midgets get ignored. I feel like in all this, they just use the kids shit or like the the normal toilet. But what I'm saying though is like they not out here preaching for special rights, and they've been midgets for a long fucking. If you a midget, is your dick normal size or is your dick midget size? You who are you asking? Because ain't know. no midgets in this motherfucker. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm trying to find out what you think. <laughs> like, do you think? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I think I think they got regular uh regular pipes. <laughs> like they say, little mini me. He was like out here piping. You know what I'm saying? Like his That'd dick was like as big as him. Your dick look bigger. Facts. Pause. And you can get in some weird positions. Oh yeah, you get really because like you could be like way. you could be eating a belly button and fucking at the same time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is going off the rails. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. Because, <laughs> bro, it's, bro, like, I've been asked this question a bunch of, like, I know some niggas that be like, would you ever fuck a bitch? I'm like, no. 
It's like, I they feel like it's thick. like fucking a kid. I feel like, I think I tweeted this and a bunch of people got mad at me. If you fuck midgets, I really feel like you have a kid fetish, bro. There's never been a part of me that wants to fuck a midget. But like. Niggas be like, that midget thick. I'm like, that looks like a toddler. Yeah. Niggas it, is weird. But like, it's still a grown woman. I guess. But is you, she grown? I think if you have a <laughs> fetish for it. Is she it, technically grown? Yeah, by age. Yeah. What I'm saying though, if you have a fetish with it, there's obviously something probably psychologically wrong with you. Now let's just say you were single, a little midget chick hit you up. Yo, do you want to take me to the park? A midget bitch is not. <laughs> hold on, wait, push her down the slide. A midget chick is never getting my number, and I'm absolutely not. So you wouldn't talk to a midget? She was hella no, cool. No, no. Bad, bad little midget. How are you bad and you're a midget? It's there weird. could be a pretty little. They be having big heads. Is the only problem. It looks weird. But no disrespect to midgets because they didn't choose to be that way. I'm disrespecting midgets. No, I'm just saying I'm not. They didn't choose to be that way, but like... What if you met a cool midget and you was just vibing with her? I'm never going to vibe with a midget because I'm not going to have a conversation with her. You're midget profiling. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't, but like, because I, I, I just feel like it's... It, okay. Paul. Maybe I might be friends with a midget. I'm not gonna fuck you wouldn't take her down? No. Say you was chilling here by yourself, your midget Bro, little buddy slide. No part of me wants to fuck a child sized human. That's, yeah, I could, yeah. Because when you say it like <laughs> that, a, it does it's fuck a toddler me. toddler sized human. But it's like, weird. Picture this scenario. You're like, ha ha, you in the kitchen making y'all some little dinner. You come out. And I she like tried, how you said little dinner. <laughs> little dinner for a little motherfucker. Because like, like she don't that. need a full meal. <laughs> yes, yes. You come out the kitchen and she wanted to give you some bop and she don't even got to get on her knees. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of this sounds appealing. When I said the, that, I instantly was like, I, I that, wanted to like, I, don't want I to wanted that. to like stiff arm automatically. Like, yeah, back up. It's like, but like niggas actually be like, but but like you being funny, but like I know some niggas would be like, bro, you really wouldn't fuck a midget. I'm like, no, it's not appealing at all. Let's just say that it's not. They do be thick. Though. How do we get on midgets? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Even know how but, we got on this. This are you are you feeling? I'm feeling fucking. It's, I'm getting this, hot from this, this hoodie. You know, I got a hoodie on and the Chardonnay is cooking me and my insides this shit getting is. warm. Because I don't even remember how we got on midgets. Do you have a foot fetish? No, but I don't like bitches with ugly feet. Judging by them boots, motherfucker. Leave me alone. This nigga <laughs> about to go to... Alone. He about to go stop was, around the Statue of Liberty. Are you going to go march around the Statue of Liberty after no, this? No, bro, but listen to me. Last time when it was icy outside, I walked out on my steps and I busted my ass. <laughs> I need something with traction, bro. This nigga said traction. Like, he yeah, got Goodyear tires on his feet. They basically, bro. They did have got mad traction. traction when you put your foot up. Facts. These motherfuckers, I could walk on walls with these bitches. When I leave here, I'm going and buying cigars. Johnny, don't be mad if we smoke cigars in the in the room. <laughs> we we going to open. With, and cigar smoke is do, a lot I different. The, I don't do the cigar. I don't know, like, I, we talked about this. I don't when know I drink is. a good, like, bourbon or wine, I just feel like a, a nice smoke would be, It would, it's, a, it's a vibe for me. You see how Joe Rogan be like, I like a, nice, a, a I like a nice black and mild. That's the nigga in you. <laughs> I, so, do you want to smoke a raw swisher? That's I'll not the get same. you a pack. I'll get you that's a two pack. Color. That's not the same. You ever rolled a blunt in the Garcia Vega? No. Do you not an OG smoker? And that goes for I'm all y'all not. suckers out there. This nigga if you says, ain't never, yeah, suckers. suckers. This nigga says suckers like he LL Cool J or something. If you ain't never rolled a blunt in an actual Philly rap or a Garcia Vega, I smoked in a Philly. Thank God. You didn't do it on purpose, though. Like, you, you didn't, didn't roll it. it you rolled it? Yeah. You was smoking kind of early. I was smoking a lot of... I was smoking when I was, like, 13. So, the Garcia Vega was, like, the green rap? 
It was like the. Uh, I think I've seen. Yeah, I bro, think I've seen them. If you could roll it, they were like their actual leaf. I think Johnny might smoke them. A good leaf. I think he might. Green smoke leaf them. and low key, bro. For all y'all smoking swishers, all that bullshit. I don't even know if they still sell Garcia Vegas. Them motherfuckers smoke well. Yeah, I think I think that that might be what he. Phillies was trash from the beginning. Yeah. Swishers was trash too. I never liked Swishers. I like Swishers. I used to smoke White Owls. White Owls were hidden. That's what I. I then I then I switched just completely over to papers. What was the uh, one white owl that also had like a green paper? The out? white grape. Them motherfuckers was fire. Them motherfuckers was harsh. So I liked peach swishers. Fuck, I like strawberry and grape. Then niggas was like, if you smoke grape swishers, it'll put holes in your heart. I'm like, niggas used to. So like, I hang around like where I hang around a bunch. Or in my younger days, I used to hang around a bunch of alleged drug dealers. You gotta always say alleged because we don't. I wax. like the word alleged. And they, used to, I did. This was back when I like after I stopped smoking. Niggas used to send me to the store to get like swishers and shit. Or like on my way, they asked me to pick up swishers. And like for some reason, niggas hate like flavored swishers or anything like that. You didn't get original. Yeah, but then I knew that, so like I would just buy a whole box of grape just so niggas would be mad. Grapes were fire though. Yeah, but they would be mad at me. It, <laughs> I would I, do it just to be original. Childish. Was damn near just not. I mean, like I never like swishers. I don't like blunts. I just like. Papers. I did like a good blunt. I like papers. I. Papers just didn't hit the same for me. Can we talk about how all butts are created equal? Yeah, but first I want to say how it was funny. We went from politicians and stock tradings to midgets and fat asses Swishers. and swishers. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about how this could be a quick one because you brought the didn't. Wouldn't I brought this up work? one time? I randomly asked Paul, like, you know how a dude would be like, oh, shit got some good pussy or whatever, and I was like, is there a such thing as good butthole? Like, all our gay followers tap in. <laughs> I, fuck! <laughs> what? <laughs> the way you said that. They would know. Yeah, yeah, they would know. The thing about it is, I don't know what made me think of that. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do do gay motherfuckers like? Man, he has a good butt. <laughs> is there a such thing? <laughs> that motherfucker was tight. That motherfucker was mad tight. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> See, I told Paul this was uh, inside information. <laughs> Like I said, are all butts equal? Chicks have <laughs> buttholes too, bro. That's what. Yeah, you're right. I'm, but I'm, I've never, I've never fucked nobody in their butt. <laughs> the anal gang. <laughs> I've never fucked like because it just seemed. Do it on some wild shit. I tried to do it one time, and she tooted. So well, no. <laughs> so, it, but it was awkward. I went to, I went to Walgreens and you like lube. I, so, but it was weird because I had to get diapers for landing too. I bought, <sighs> I bought a bottle of wine, some lube. And some diapers, <laughs> and I went up to the and not even thinking, like I just went up to the register, and the dude was giving me like the the awkward eye, and I'm like, why does this nigga keep looking everywhere? And I'm like, niggas is annoying, bro. And I look down, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, wine, diapers. Yeah, he a, thought you was a gay male. Yeah, he's like, why does nigga need diapers? Size size seven. <laughs> he said he about to get his ass towed up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's another thing. That's the topic I want to talk about that I didn't talk about over here. Not let me finish. Yeah, you I had to like turn that. my head like a chameleon. <laughs> but like, you know how niggas be getting mad when like gay niggas flirt with them. Do you get mad when gay niggas flirt with you? Yeah, I mean, not <laughs> yeah, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, your, I don't like it because it make it it make me feel like you think I'm gay. But look, but here's here's my thing. And that's like, not cool. I I find it flattering when gay niggas like walk up to me and like try to because I'm like, damn, niggas and bitches think I'm cute. <laughs> But then, like, it's a difference. So here, here's the difference. It's like the, the gay niggas that walk up to you that clearly want you to fuck them. Now, it's some gay niggas that'll walk up to you 
and think that they doing the fucking. That's when I get offended. Yeah. Because you're not taking me to pound town, sir. <laughs> why, did, why did you think... Like, the gay niggas that, like, clearly walk up and be like, oh, yeah, I want this nigga to fuck me. I'm like, all oh, right on, bro. Like, I'm not gay or whatever, but, like, I appreciate you for telling me I'm cute. But then, like, the gay niggas that come up and be like, I'm about to drill this nigga, bro. That's when I'm like, hey, dog, what's up? How can you tell the difference? It's a difference in the, in the aggressiveness that they walk up to. He said, hey, he said, hey, you got a little fat one on you. You can look in their eye, relax. <laughs> you can look in their eye. He said, hey, you got a little Tonka truck back there, Paul. I can see how the way they, you, cause like, I know. He said in their eyes. I know how I look at it. Like, them I look fuck at me eyes or fuck. I want to fuck you yeah, eyes. Yeah, cause like the fuck me eyes is what chicks look at you with. But then yeah. like, I want to fuck you eyes. Uh, I see other niggas looking at I wonder when two gay dudes get together, do they got to roll the dice? <laughs> what if you got to arm wrestle to see who do in the fucking? Nick, How does that work? We got to have a gay friend, bro. I have so many. No, questions. because these these questions, man, I'm going to be like, damn. Do they take turns? I think some do. I, I'm i saying some like they aliens. I don't think so. I think I'm they- saying like, I think, I think. I, so so I, what I've seen is some relationships, I feel like the one man would strictly be like the woman and the one man would be just like the man. And, and it's the same with the woman's relationship. But because, <clears throat> you know, there's some women who want to kind of be like a dude that haven't made the transformation, you know, and I have asked myself, like, do they still like their box eight? Or do they only eat the box? And like, do they, you know, are there, that's none of my fucking business, but obviously curiosity sparks because we are sexual beings, but like, I don't want to hear two uncles wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just more interested in how the conversation go. Like if niggas argue about who getting fucked tonight. Talking about should gay people adopt children. (laughs) You see it in my eyes. You see it in my eyes. I told Paul, I think I'm all up for anybody adopting a kid, but I did say edit point. <laughs> edit point. If I was a young man and I was adopted by two gay men and I heard my two dads in there getting it on, wrestling Steve <laughs> and, <laughs> and Todd, and I like imagine walking but all right, let me ask you a serious question. Okay. If you're a kid and you and you were to walk in on that mm-hmm. and you were around that your whole life. Would you think that would maybe persuade you to also be be gay? I don't think so because I don't think kids are are I don't think kids can't understand complex things. Like at a certain age maybe, but like once you start really feeling those feelings, I feel like you can like I feel like you kinda understand like I feel like I understood at, I at think, an early age that like niggas fuck niggas and like girls fuck girls and like I could agree, girls. but I think that children are a product of their environment essentially like i like to always say i think as as you see it unfold why you would definitely think it was okay i don't yeah i think you should though because but it, I most think okay. children but i think most children with a man woman household I think it's okay though like you you say that like, no, no, like no. It's not okay. i think i'm saying like i think that they feel like it that door is open i don't think most young men even really see that as like a as an open path. Listen, for them. bro. No matter how many gay niggas I've seen when I was a kid, I never wanted to fuck a butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I feel like I feel like if like if, like if you if you starting to have like questions on whether you want to fuck a butt or not, you might be a butt fucker. But like niggas that don't want to fuck butts, not gonna fuck butts. I I've never been in the, this is all for the people out there this is just my curiosity once again i have nothing against how anybody lives their life i just try to personally ask myself questions about how why things are the way they are i'm a curious individual i I just i I I have nothing against nothing i really i really do like that's how i feel like i think like at a certain age like if you're 
if you're curious about that, then you might end up fucking butts. But like, I think I think you're gonna fuck butts no matter what. You, I need to stop saying fucking butts. I feel like you might be you might be that or gay. Like, if you are feeling those urges, because I think people are born. I think I think people are born gay. I think they did a study though. And said people with same-sex parents were more likely to turn out Man. gay, which I'm no, I'm not out here doing yeah, studies. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And you know, I'm a big fan of looking at statistics because I don't like to just form opinions off nothing. I Would like you be searching up vague statistics. <laughs> I be, be sending him Quora links. You, you he be, be getting mad. Shit. They can be sending me shit with no type of Look, no tour. The, the But oh. I thought I could pull a fast one on him. He be, he be sending me shit with like no type of substance. Yeah, get, I'm like, I'm like, like, there's no context to this. Yeah, at all. Like, you gotta have like me. five points of fucking resources to make Paul believe Absolute, something. To go against which, my which is good. Which is good. But yeah, I don't know. You, I don't, I don't, I don't know if like having two gay parents. You, you know, in China, which obviously is communist, but you cannot adopt a child if you are two same-sex parents. They don't. They say people can still be gay in China, but you cannot adopt children. And but what raises my point is, it makes me curious to say, well, why are they that way? And I think it's because they they don't want a gay population, so yeah, to speak. They accept yeah. it, but like I don't think they I don't want think they to. Really accept it like they that. are. They're not happy. <laughs> no, no. I don't think they like yeah. applaud it, uh, but I mean I don't, I don't expect China to be morally sound. They're they're not, and good thing we live in America. Well, it, I would say the land of the free, but as we see, <laughs> Joey B is changing the rules. Joey B, Joey B, man, I feel bad for that nigga. He's a puppet. He has dementia. He's a puppet. They shove steroids in his old ass cheek and sit him on stage. You think they and put say, him in his buns? You think they give him oh, suppositories? Oh, I think they let him hit the powder. Suppositories is, is, is a terrible. No, no, like they don't shove him oh, in his asshole. The, yeah, they give him like, a shot in his I ass cheek. Get bent over. Nah, like they're probably letting him hit the meth pipe and sending him out there. You ever seen that video? Of J- I don't know what movie this is. My sister quoted or uh, posted this video. It's like a uh, um, a movie with Janet Jackson and the nigga Ghost from Power when he was like. He's like, ain't nobody bending me over. <laughs> and she's like, so you doing the bending? <laughs> so you doing the bending? That's, that's not doing what he's talking about, but that just made me think about it. She's like, so you doing the bending? Made me think of uh, Godfather of Harlem with Big Dick Buster. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, for anybody out there that hasn't watched Godfather of Harlem, if you're interested in like some real gangster New York you're interested shit. In butt fucking. No, not just butt fucking. <laughs> Let's just say when people wouldn't act right and they needed information, they would sit <laughs> they would send in Big Dick Buster and motherfuckers start talking. That's wild. That's Imagine the, being that that's your that job. Friend, that's <laughs> like you sitting on the couch watching a TV show and you hear your phone ring, you're like, Oh <laughs> somebody yeah. fits to get fucked. <laughs> they said, Hey Buster, we got one. And being the friend in the friend group to do the fucking is funny. I'm Having not, a friend that you call to fuck niggas in the butt is it's kind of a wild scenario. I mean, I you know they kicking him a couple bands to going, you know. Nah, he doing that for that. He doing that off the strength. You think he I was think, off GP? Yeah, I think he was doing it. Oh, GP? <laughs> nah, he was getting Absolutely. paid. They was throwing nah, in some nah, cash. Nah, nah, he nah, was nah, not nah, doing nah, that for pure the pleasure. Ca- the cash was a sweetener. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> he was fucking butts. The cash was a sweetener, but like, he, yeah. <laughs> I guess he was Because <laughs> to be doing that You'd have to be on GP yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He thoroughly enjoyed that It wasn't a job That was Remember not on Snowfall 
Buddy did him in the. That was one of the most uncomfortable swings I've ever seen. Yeah, like life. I was sitting there, like, can we fast forward this? Yeah, yeah. Fucking a nigga for information is a wild, wild situation. It sounds like a rather uh, effective tactic, though. I think it's very effective. Like waterboarding. I think it might be even more effective. It's more instantaneous. You can get information quick. A nigga fuck me, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I'm crying. He said tears are flowing. <laughs> Niggas not gonna be able to get a peep out of me. I'm gonna be hysterical. <laughs> I'm gonna be so sick. Nigga, I'm gonna be so traumatized. I'm never gonna speak again. I'm gonna be abused. Let a, let a nigga fuck my butt, bro. I'm not gonna say nothing ever again. And he do that reach around grab like that. (laughs) When you do that, you own it. If he owns it, over with, bro. Every every time you do something, you like you can never be the same after that. Nah, bro. These shows is wild though. Like, imagine being a director and you write that in your script. (laughs) Cut. (laughs) Yeah, like. All right, I got this wild idea. I'm gonna have a motherfucker named Big Dick Buster come in and fuck this. Yeah, he gonna be pounding motherfuckers through the whole episode. I mean, it's been in Pulp Fiction. They they was fucking in Pulp Fiction. That was old school shit. I think Pulp Fiction's trash, by the way. I do too. Thank you. But Tarantino, he does write some shit. He'd be a little bit too comfortable saying nigger in his movies for me. Django is fire, though. Django is amazing. Fire. It's amazing. Pulp Fiction, I've never been a huge fan. But I still need to watch it. Glorious Bastards is fire, too. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino makes some fire. Tarantino makes good movies. What's the other one where the niggas was in the cabin and um Brokeback Mountain? No. <laughs> well, I thought this was where you was going. <laughs> niggas in the cabin. We were talking about gay shit. Um, it's like seven something. When one day. Oh yeah, seven ungratefuls or yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking that's about. That's a Whatever. pretty good. One. I forget the name. But yeah, that's a good movie. You watched the Black Cowboy movie on Netflix recently with Idris Elba? Mm-hmm. It's pretty fire. You should watch it. It's pretty funny. Because a lot of people fail to realize there were black cowboys in America. Cowboys was an originally like Mexican thing. I didn't know that. But there were also yeah, black, were black cowboys. cowboys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like, you know. Since we talk about black cowboys, can we talk about how much we hate uh, like any league's draft night? <laughs> now picked the seventh pick of the NBA draft. Ladarius Thompson. His mother died and he watched his seven sisters be raped five times before he got drafted. This kid's just amazing. I can't believe he's here today. I can't believe the controversy that he's got through, Paul. They be telling niggas whole story. That's a, that, they will tell about you getting butt raped on live they TV. Like, they be like, when he was five, his Uncle Rico raped him in the back of a... On the top of a freezer. And you know what I heard, Bill? He had a seven-incher, so that had to really be he was, difficult for this kid. He squealed like a pig, Richard. Like, damn, nigga, like, I'm about to, this is the greatest moment of my life, and niggas talking about my traumas? I've never I understood that. that. It's why, terrible. Why, I mean, they're trying like, to build up his, like, what's the story that you would say? Uh, like, his, his, his hero's journey. Or the hero's journey. Ju- like, to get here, like, like, this is how much he's dealt with, and look where he's at now. But it's terrible. Leave some of that shit out. It's too personal. It's. I hate when they like his. Now. It feel like the trauma Olympics because it feel like they trying to one up each other with the story. Who's got the worst traumatizing story yeah. that got drafted? Like damn, like can I just can, can niggas be like he got a good jumper and, just and go just leave it at day. that? Like just talk about how I play the yeah. game. It, my, my personal life does not need to be said. You gotta right think now. this is a night of people like you transforming your family's life like this generational wealth. And niggas talking about you getting getting pounded when you were six. Like, nigga, come on, bro. 
I what hope they this? don't take it that far. I bet they. I bet I can find they, some footage of where they have. They do take it mad far. It's wild. It's like nigga. I would be mad. There's there's no way you could be up there and you could hear the announcers because I would I would punch one of them niggas. You know they obviously can't hear nah, it. But when I, they I, go I back, mean. well, honestly, some players that I've seen have pre-recorded like some of their stories. So I think that some of them know. But I think it's that like in, in the that pressure of I know I'm about to get millions of dollars. And fuck it. I guess if I got to tell my sad story. So a part of it could be the money playing. A f- They'd be up there giving out information Batman couldn't get out of me. Like, let me put this fucking hat on and go about my way. Yeah, like, nigga, I'm going to sit down with damn. my mom and eat these. these uh Dry-ass like, chicken wings. <laughs> these, chick- these meatballs, bro. These Popeye's chicken sandwiches. These baby shower meatballs. Popeye's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> hey, them baby shower meatballs slap, by the way. Absolutely. I need somebody to have a kid. Because I'm not having one. I might be next. Huh? Not yet. You want another kid? Yeah. Yeah. I want to have like I'm eight cool. kids, bro. Yeah, I'm one. Yeah. I really don't at all. I only want one. You just want like the one you have? Mm-hmm. No more. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with one. If I never have another one again, I'm cool. It's a it's a weird take. I know some people are like, I want a large family. I have nothing against it. I, I feel think like everybody cool. that says that don't have kids. I feel like everybody that says that. It's bugging. Yeah, it's wild. Like, who would want that chaos in their house? Like, at most, I would, I would have, like, two or three. My grandma had 11 kids, bro. My grandparents had six or seven? Back in the day, it was not really was I, I mean, a five fan, or, a, you know, five kids in a household was everyday shit. Yeah, yeah. Now, if a motherfucker got five kids, they're like, God damn, you got five fucking kids? Yeah, I think wild. four is even a lot. Three, I'm like, damn, you kind of went too far. Two is a sweet spot for me, and one, I'm Especially like, nigga, you just I'm, being greedy. Like, if you think about like the ages they was having some of them at, one is greedy, bro. Like, give him a sibling so he can have somebody to like, cause. Oh, that's perfect. His mama pregnant. It's not mine. Boom, winning. But best of both worlds, he get a sibling and cheers. I have one kid. Pull out game. Super strong. Pull out game. Planned Parenthood okay. game. We know Paul don't wear condoms. His lying ass. Hold on, hold on now. He he cut the top off his condoms like a convertible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He said, "I just want the." He said, "I just want the tip out." That's nasty. He said, "I just want to fill it with the tip." I use condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't do me like that. Why? Anyway, dirty dick Daniel. Next topic. (laughs) Uh, uh, MLK Day. We got MLK Day on Monday. Are you gonna celebrate? I took off work. You really did? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I took off work because Landon daycare closed. Yeah. Here's my. This is why I wanted to talk about MLK Day. Because I every time shout out Dr. Martin Luther King. Big shout out. I appreciate everything you did. I always have an issue with the huge celebration of Martin Luther King in this country because I know that. Motherfuckers hated him when he was alive. Like as they we hated see, him. I I just I hate the hypocrisy. Like I hate he was getting hit with fire hoses. They and they could, bit by dogs. Even more than that, like his like the approval rating for him in the country oh, was like yeah. <clears throat> was like twenty percent or like fifteen. That might even still be high. That's what I'm saying. But like it's like most of the country hated him, and then now it's like that's the only nigga we hear about in schools because he was the only nigga that wasn't that wasn't fighting back. It's a weird it's a weird concept to me. 
him being the peaceful one. That's why they want, you, you to, they want to train you to, to be to be like Martin Luther. If you're gonna make a point, always remain peaceful. Don't go out here and and agitate us. You know what I mean? Don't have any rebuttal. Don't don't break glass. Paul likes to fuck up five. I'm surprised guys. you taking this take. I, I wanted this no, take because no, 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 I no. thought we was gonna argue. No, no, no. I completely agree with this. Because you was mad at me when I was breaking glass. I wasn't mad Allegedly. at you. I just said, "What did five guys do to you? They flip fucking Damn, patties. You know how much they burgers cost, bro. That's a that impressive. is a fact. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to shake hands with you right now <laughs> because I went to Five Guys in Lafayette like a month ago, and when this, I didn't get fries because I was shook. They should cost a lot. The burger was like 11 bucks. And she was like, do you want fries, honey? I was like, fuck no. no. I said, give me no. this goddamn burger in the water. Hell no. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I'm a motherfucker that got a little bit of money. But just it was like the mere disrespect that you wanted like another $4 for fries. Yeah. I mean, I got enough money to buy $15 worth of shit. But now, when I was allegedly breaking those windows at the Five Guys downtown, I felt like I was destroying capitalism. Which that was fun. No, them riots. Maybe were fun. I, I would say maybe I need to do it one time. I had a time. bunch of shit that I allegedly stole from the comic book store in the square too downstairs. You, you was just being childish. Absolutely, which is fun. But see, I, I, I did it. See, this is about the duality of humans. During the day, I was walking around with the people that was actually marching, going for a cause, and all that other stuff. And I was walking. Then home, you became a villain, making sure they got to their car safe. And I went and popped my trunk, covered up all my tattoos, and covered my face, and went to go loot. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> he said loot. Mm-hmm. So me and Paul have went back and forth on this topic like a thousand times. Um, there's no right or wrong way to get your point across in life. So I can't not I can't disagree with people rioting and looting. I think that at some point you get so in fucking raged. You have to prove your fucking point eventually. What I'm gonna eventually do is I'm gonna get the Austin that be talking to me on my phone <laughs> to record on the on the mic because he be a bad PC. That's not the normal Austin. No, that no, be no. I was gonna to flip. I was okay, gonna yeah, flip. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I give you a chance. No, no, no. Because I like to say there's both sides of me. I think that you you do get to a breaking point. It's like with any animal though. If you back an animal into a corner, eventually it'll bite you, and that's human instincts. So <laughs> Paul would like to say that uh. I like to I like to also point out the other fact of the matter, not to be on no MLK shit, but sometimes the violent approach is not the best approach for me. I think an educated approach or people more or less, if people could work together, I think we get a lot of shit accomplished. So instead of me getting 500 people to go downtown and burn down buildings and bust out glass, if I could get 500 people to help me get a pass uh, a piece of legislation passed to actually help my community. To me, I might be more effective, and Paul likes to rebuke my, my 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 conversation sometimes, which is cool. Like we like to spin shit off of each other, but in my opinion, I think sometimes you need to have the, the don't always go with your first reaction, and think about the long term effect of what you're doing because maybe burning shit down feels good in the moment, but in ten years, did it really help you? comparative to what you could have potentially done if you would have had an educated response my my rebuttal to that always is tell me the last time something got changed and got done peacefully martin luther king was peaceful when he how long how long did it take for that to go through but it happened that's why i said anything that actually has And, and that movement wasn't just 
that movement, it wasn't just peaceful. it wasn't just peaceful. There were other sides of that movement that were not peaceful. <clears throat> I do think that sometimes you gotta you gotta start a you gotta start a that's why I started with what I started because there is a breaking fucking point and America obviously has hit that in a lot of fucking cases. People are getting fed up and if you won't let us get legislation passed and you won't let us sit down and have a fucking conversation with you about our problems, eventually we're gonna be that animal in the corner that comes and bites you because we're fucking fed up with the bullshit. So me personally, I've not been put in that position to feel the anger that some people have, but my family hasn't been directly affected. Now I can feel the pain of others, but if it was me in that situation, I could be from a completely uh, different standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just look at. I feel the pain though. I'm see. Here's my, <clears throat> and this I was having this argument with people like when all that shit has happened. <clears throat> people, and not <clears throat> this argument. I never really like directed it to you because it's mostly towards white people. That was always talking about some. This isn't the American way, and like all this other shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. technically, it's it is literally the American way. It is because that's how our country got started. Was the Boston Tea Party fucking shit up? Everything that we've done, fucking shit up. But Wars. White people can win a World Series and fuck a city up, and they but celebrate. Can't fucking shit up when somebody get their neck nailed on by police. Yeah, it's called. But then, like, that's and I know facts. you saw like across all media. Republican and Democrat, like when all that shit was happening, people were talking about this is dangerous to our democracy, like all this other shit. When niggas get up and riot, and and not even that, I really feel like like okay, well they were saying anarchy is dangerous for yeah, our society. Yeah, but which, it's not not even with just that. Like <clears throat> even though I I never count on Congress or our government to do anything for Black people of substance. Like I'm, I'm of the Martin, I'm of the Malcolm X school, where they'll give you moral victories instead of giving you actual tangible things. As we see, they were like I feel, I feel like everyday people, like more people than ever in my life, were asking me about issues that they never understood. They were asking me about gerrymandering. They were asking me about redlining. They were asking me about all of these different black issues. <clears throat> and now the fucking Congress was putting on dashikis and kneeling in the White House on some bullshit. Nancy Pelosi. That shit was that shit pissed me off so much. But like everyday people were like, like I feel like a lot of that shit woke a lot of people up and made them more interested in what was going on. Now you obviously on the other side you have the stupid white bitches that are just posting black squares on Instagram to look cool and going to the to the protests and shit like that just to take Instagram pictures and bounce. I saw a lot of that, but like. That's why I think shit like that is valuable. Like, I was there. Like, I was watching. Mm-hmm. Like, I seen all of it. For, I seen the motherfuckers that was not part of the peaceful protest that was just setting shit on fire, breaking stuff with their skateboards and, like, had on full masks and, like, all that. Like, you could But see what black color. people do you know to show up with a, to a protest with all skateboards? That's what, that's what I'm saying. And they wasn't having the bricks delivered and all that nah, shit. So, we do know there's a bigger there's a bigger agenda with all that. With all of it. And that's why I just hate, like, when people was talking about, like, <clears throat> like it's attached to a black movement because i don't even i don't even really like i think it was mostly peaceful but like i also think that but the media doesn't clip out any of the peaceful part like they wait for chaos they wait for the chaos i allegedly threw a couple bottles which that's the point of a riot police oh shit my daddy the police (laughs) not a big mike i could tell i could pick him out of a crowd that nigga's large (laughs) he said hey mike stand over to the side he was down there though and we got to get him on here eventually because he was uh he was quite disturbed 
You know what I mean? Well, I'll let him tell his take on it, but he's told me before, yeah. you know. And I got I got family that's police, too, and I know a bunch of other police officers. It's just like, I don't... It sucks because my dad, being a black officer, he's been told by, you know, citizens, uh, you're, on, you know, you're on the white side of things, and you're a coon, and this and that. He's like, well, how else are we supposed to change... The, th- the way that we're living, it, we have to get these jobs to be able to enforce and be able to help hold the other white officers accountable. So obviously these people aren't educated in how shit really can make a difference because yeah. he's trying to be in the position that he's in so he can make sure the white cops that work hand in hand with him are held accountable if they do some bullshit, which is dope to me. Like that's yeah. how you be effective in your yeah. community. And also, but I also think there are two sides of that. Like with, with everything else, I think there are Every some. Time. I think there are some niggas that try to be a part of the good boy club. I don't. They, I don't see Mike as one of them. But nah, like, yeah. I absolutely know some niggas that are on the IMPD that are trying to be a part good, of the old, good boys. old boys. Like, we can't just go back and be like, edit and point. we're back. Yeah, and we're we back. have returned. So, I think. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Cool, right cool, now. cool, cool, cool. Like I said, I could chop this up. I think um, another topic I can, I wanted to get into was. A topic of, um, you know, what karmic loops are. Actually, uh, not as much as I should. So put, I, I get the concept, but put me. So I've had conversations with like one of my friends about this concept. It's like a lot of people talk about. <clears throat> let me think. Of it. Um, so a good concept to to put it on is like, say you're going through, like you you're you have like this problem that you have with yourself, and you like it's a present problem in your mind. Like a like a certain type of person that you have difficulty dealing with, like 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 in relationships or anything like that. It's a karma a karmic loop is something like the universe is sending you a test through like people, life situations, something like that, and you're supposed to kind of pass this test through your life by creating different outcomes for yourself. But you can get stuck in a karmic loop if you keep doing the same thing in that same situation. Like, if you keep fucking with toxic women and, like, God, like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is going to constantly send you toxic women to test you. And, like, if you don't pull yourself out of that loop, like, that's a karmic loop. Like You get lost in the sauce. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of wanted to touch on that because I feel like a lot of people are unaware. It's like a Hindu Buddhist concept. And I, I really feel like it resonates because I see a lot of people going through, even me in certain ways, like people going through certain shit in their life. And I, I look at a lot of shit in my life, like relationships with certain people, certain seasons in my life, uh, depending on what I'm dealing with. Like I look at a lot of it as like tests. And when you present and you pay a lot of attention, like you kind of see a, kind of see a pattern in the tests to me like you can kind of see like okay this is a repeating thing and i end up feeling the same way after every time this situation arises because i treat it in the same way or i keep i don't set boundaries correctly or i keep allowing the same type of women or men into my life like so i end up hurt or shit like that and i feel like a lot of people without being as present and knowing they're paying attention to life they put themselves in karmic loops they put themselves in these situations where it's like, okay, you dealt with this one fucked up dude. He broke your heart, ruined your life. You took some time off. You met another dude. You thought she was sweet, except there was a lot of red flags, just like with the last motherfucker. 
and you ignored the red flags, got into it with this person, and the same result. And I feel like people get stuck in these, and they're like, my life's terrible, my life's all this, this, that, and the third. But it's like, <clears throat> you're going to keep getting the same grade for the test if you keep putting the same answers. And I feel like that's life, like a, a concept of Hinduism and like the concept of rebirth is, it'll put it'll put you in similar situations until, and it's never easy. It's not supposed to be easy. It's like, these are difficult actions and concepts to understand like they're supposed to be, but like you also have to understand that something like a karmic loop and karmic bonds and all these shit, all these shits are like, these are strong concepts in the grand scheme of things. And like, you have to have a strong will and sometimes take strong actions to break out of these loops. I think awareness is the biggest thing I keep thinking of as you say this is just being aware of your situation. I, a lot of people will tell themselves like, yeah, I was just in a toxic relationship and they'll acknowledge it, <clears throat> but they aren't aware of when the situation reoccurs. Like you said, life's going to keep challenging you until you can almost overcome that challenge. It's like on Mortal Kombat where you fight each dude and you get to the master and then you beat him and then you can blossom into this new person. So the Hinduists and the uh, Buddhism I mean, doesn't it just click for you on like a whole nother element? I feel like they just took human reality and formulated like real ideas. Yeah. So like, especially Hinduism for me, because Hinduism is the oldest recorded religion, like for human history. And so if you look at a lot of it, like, and I, I sometimes I think maybe I put like, just me as a person, like I, I put like a soup, like a real big emphasis on history because I feel like. I mean, the story of our past kind of tells, tells our future. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it tells where we came from. But, like, like some of the, the Rig Vedas and some of the stories that, like, the Bhagavad Gita, one of my favorite texts, comes from, or these are, like, 8,000-year-old texts. Like, and still applicable today. Today. Like, they like don't the ever Gita, change. Yeah, the Bhagavad Gita is, I would suggest anybody, even if you're not into religion or, like, any stuff like that, like the Bhagavad Gita is a is a nice, like everyday life manual on how to go about certain things. And I look at it differently because I'm more spiritual and like I believe in a little bit more than just like the the what you, like I believe in a little bit more than just the tangible. So, but like in the Bhagavad Gita, like it talks about <clears throat> there's the theory, there's there's the idea of there's all these I I could be here all day talking about. The Atman, the the Brahman. I could talk about karmic loops. I could talk about the self, the ego, all these other things. A lot of these things come up in human psychology too, which is it's all intertied. And a lot of our religions are <clears throat> interconnected, but like it just it resonates with me because you like you ever have you ever felt like like genuinely have you ever felt like you like been here before or like you feel some shit that like deja vu or like shit you dreamed about and you like this feels so familiar? Deja vu is something that shakes me up because I've had it so 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 many times where it's like I've seen this in a dream. I, it's unfolded exactly like the dream. Most of the time, the dream doesn't go the way I plan. Like it usually ends in some fucked up way. So I'm getting real nervous. Like I'll break out in like a sweat. Like oh shit, is this about to be the end? And it's like a, it, it's a, it's such a fucked up concept to think. How did a dream already play in my mind, and now I'm actually living it? What makes you, 
it makes me reconsider how everything that I've ever thought. I mean, life is crazy, bro. I think we could go into a whole a whole thing about dreaming. Dreaming is wild. And we don't like that's another thing about humans. Like we don't scientists don't <clears throat> fully understand how the brain works. No. Like we don't, figure that out. we don't there's stuff about us, there's stuff about shit that goes on on our planet that we don't understand. That's why I think it's so odd when people say that they know their religion is true or they know God's real or they know God's not real and all this other stuff. I'm like, we don't even know things that we can walk like we can go to the ocean right now. We don't know a lot of the shit under the ocean. Like we we don't we we could barely get to the bottom of it. Like we don't if we don't know shit that's that's tangible here on our planet that we think that that we like to think that we're the masters of. It's like how the fuck can we understand cosmic universal yeah. entities and concepts like I, I just think and, and we don't understand our we don't understand ourselves like our <laughs> own bodies fully where some of the like our brains like the whole concept of deja vu out of body experiences we don't understand the near death experiences near death, like, like we don't understand <laughs> our own physiology so how can we understand a concept of what God would be? a lot of people would sit and say faith which is most people's rebuttal is it, it's all about faith is, you know, I take this religion and I believe it to exist. So it does exist, which I won't take away from anybody. And I don't think Paul will either. Faith, I think, can get people through a, a magnitude of issues or problems. And it brings uh, resolve for people. And a lot of people live or they walk by faith or whatever they might say. I'm not religious, um, but I know that's a context that they, they like to use. Um, but faith, I do believe, you know, but we're trying to actually take tangible things and make it make sense. So I take the Buddha, you know, Buddhism is not considered an actual religion. It's considered a way of life. So, you know, with it being a way of life, the Buddha essentially took the, he was a rich child since he was what, like 26, 27 years old prince living inside the walls of a a castle or whatever you might say and he finally leaves and sees that the earth is not near what he he thought everybody lived like he did when he seen that there was i don't even know the you know the words to use here but you know people were poor poverty poverty i think i was a famine or famine famine. you know he seen that shit wasn't sweet essentially Mm. and this man said damn like why this whole time am i trying to and then he grasped the bigger idea of things essentially he sat under a tree for years and meditated and he came up with a bigger concept of life and anybody that's interested in living on a better spectrum of life or just wants to understand things in a better platform study buddhism um look into any type of book of buddhism i think anybody can pick up a book about buddhism and and learn something instantly because it's not trying to force anything on you. It's literally trying to teach you about yourself and the way that you respond to things and the way that you take things in from a different perspective. It's super awakening. And that's the whole purpose is to be woke and to release the ego as a person to go on to this next life. Because to the Buddha, if you even desiring money or desiring material items you are suffering as a human being he's saying you're not living your free self you're the desire the will and desire is actually making you suffer as a human you're not living in the moment 
you're trying to get things that you don't even have yet. He's like, live right here, right now, every second of the way. Take things as they come. Let the earth basically feed you. You can manifest, but like, you can't get too far gone. And that's a big piece of the Bhagavad Gita. It talks about, it goes in depth on being detached from, not being detached from action, but being detached from desired results of action. And I want to stop us here because we're going to go more into this topic on our Patreon, but we're kind of, we've kind of reached what we like to see as the, as the time for our uh, normal cast. So we're going to go into this more on Patreon. If you want to hear the rest of this uh, discussion, subscribe to our Patreon and hear our extra clips. Um, I also want to do something new or try to do something a little bit new for our, like our normal listeners. Um, this is all that I just want to give you a sneak peek of, something that we do weekly on our Patreon at the end of our episodes. We have extra clips, and then we also give our songs of the week. And I want to try to give our songs of the week uh, for episode five, since it's an even number, and I kind of want to celebrate our episode five. I want to give our song of the week to our uh, Spotify and Apple subscribers. And we just want to let y'all know that there's more content on our Patreon, and you can see this weekly if you join our Patreon. But I want to kind of end us here and thank everybody once again for listening and yeah big thanks to everybody out there and to all my friends that haven't uh, subscribed to patreon when i see y'all motherfuckers i'm hitting y'all in the gut <laughs> every one of y'all say less all right so my song of the week i'm feeling you know it's, it's kind of cold in indianapolis today it snowed this morning you know i think i'm gonna play a a Midwest classic. I like to call it a, a Negro spiritual. Remind me of them days when it was cold and niggas would get to fighting in the lunchroom in the morning off off breakfast pizza and chocolate milk. This is just a this is a Midwest classic, man. I'm about to play Ain't Heard About Us by Lil Baby and Lil Herb. I pray my young niggas get freed out the prison. My block is hot, the police is slipping. 
My niggas savage, don't need a religion. I see niggas hopping and I'm going shopping. I pop out the cut and I'm freezing and dipping. And we call that completing the mission. You know everywhere we go, got like two or three poles. Shoot them bitches if you look suspicious. Play with me, you gon' see with the fists. Know them killers don't shoot from a distance. And them niggas ain't leaving no witness. Eat up tracks, man, this people's the list. That fuck nigga ain't gon' shoot. Niggas is capping, they shit it, they savage. But I ain't heard nothing about you. Huh? That fuck nigga ain't gon' shoot. They shit it, they trapping, they clean it, they got it. But I ain't heard nothing about you. Before me and Bibby had verses and show money palin', we was just young niggas wildin'. Even though I be rapping about murders and violence, when the police come, I'm silent. Louis V on my shirt and Gabbana my shades, Versace my belt, I be stylin'. Yo bitch say she in love with my hot nigga verse, now she suckin' my dick for freestyling. I'm still putting off of my shit. Fuck niggas rappin' like Bibby. Still right around with my glitz. Pull up to a nigga like Rick. Say you can't get out of this gang. End up murk like cat. Y'all niggas be looking like stanks. Young bird, I'll take a nigga tank. That fuck nigga ain't gon' shoot. Niggas is capping, they shit it, they savage, but I ain't heard nothing about you. Huh? That fuck nigga ain't gon' shoot. They shit it, they trapping, they clean it, they got it, but I ain't heard nothing about you. That's my shit. I got the name wrong. I'm drunk. I said ain't heard about us, but the name is ain't heard about you. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't yell at me. That motherfucker rides. For all my people that love <clears throat> that shit, don't yell at me. What you so, got, brother? Uh, <clears throat> so my song of the week, if Paul can pause this Drake, <laughs> my song of the week goes out. For, for one, my voice is fucked up. <clears throat> I can't clear it. Fuck y'all. And that just goes to my point. This song, I ain't gonna say shit. I just want you to play it, and y'all gonna get the picture. Shout out to Lil B. Yeah, uh, bass guy, nigga. Fuck you, niggas, bruh. Uh. Bass guy came straight for the bitches. Mac 10, lay him on the floor like a mattress. Young bass guy in Olympics. Stay fucking bitches. Got the chop six with extension. Holes on my dick cause I look like Madlock. Bitch kiss my ring, your baby daddy is a mascot. Holes on my dick cause I'm white like Asteroid. Bitches on my dick cause my rim chop like applesauce. Fuck what it's costing, flossing, bossing. Six pinky rings and your bitch wanna toss it. Pride with no mask on that pussy, take that hanky paint. Boy talk that fire and I'ma hit him with the laser. Dresser is my hoe, she sucked my dick then I raced her. Take care of all my Ring, I got that folk with the plate to hold up my dick cause I'm finna be a baby. Your bitch kiss my ass and I ain't fucking with them haters. Face got my dick hoe. You don't wanna try me, get your ass robbed. Fucking with this pretty bitch. Face got hoes on my dick. Hey, black kid, West bro, side pay, nigga. Suck my fucking dick. Hey, this bitch, that I'm rich bro. like a trick. Suck my dick hoe. You hey, don't bro. wanna try Lil me, get your ass out, robbed. You know that. You niggas know that. Hoes on my dick. West side bitch. Suck my fucking dick, bitch, I'm rich like a trick Bitch, I look like Ben and Jerry, chain like Canary Five on my hoe, she suck my dick cause I'm ready Twenty 
on my dick and I might just be impaired at that four five caliber. Make you look like Fran Drescher. Sex with your bitches. Head gang so cozy. Your bitch look nasty. She look like James Posey. Sack my main bitch with the Glock 9 and 10K. 10 on my dick and my girlfriend Persian. Bitch suck my dick cause I look like a surgeon. 10 on my dick that kiss my ass on purpose. Told my main bitch that she worthless. Spanked her. Ask my main bitch if she hungry. Spanked her. Flexing 10 bars and I ain't talking about a razor. Yo bitches on my hip and I ain't talking about that pager. Yo bitch suck my dick cause I look like Dora Vader. I hope she record. I like to that bitch cause I'm the mayor. This shit is so funny, bro. Yeah, oh, nigga, bass. Black kin, nigga. Black kin, nigga. Hey, bruh, bass guy, you feel me? Lil B. Hey, man, black kin dropping. Rain in England coming soon, man. Got the new album dropping soon. Dropping mixtapes on y'all niggas, bruh. Hey, I got 250 free songs, man. Digitaldrip.com. Um, go there on the left side, Lil B Archive. Like a motherfucker, bro. Alright. Those are both of our songs of the week. Once again, we want to thank y'all for listening to us. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, subscribe to the Patreon. And yeah, bitch. We gone.